Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 24th, 2020. A couple days till kickoff at Denver. That is a 4.25 p.m. game. We keep mentioning that because we don't want you to miss it. We have to remind ourselves. It's hard to keep up with all the schedules. You know, last week we missed our daughter's dance class. Just completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> we did. We remembered it as soon as and it was like, over. Yeah. I was like, oh, she had danced today. Yeah, she had danced. We, we got her to it today, though. Mm-hmm. So. All yeah. is good in the world. <laughs> and I'm finally catching up with the game film, which uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We've got a good episode for you. We're going to talk about the All-22 with the Carolina Panthers from Week 2. Uh, Molly's got the preview for the Denver game. Now, we have not watched any Denver. I do not think so. Have we watched any Denver? No. No. I, I think we watched because part of one. they played all AFC games. They played Tennessee week one and yeah. Pittsburgh No, we watched last Tennessee. Week. No, we watched part of Tennessee. We watched the last part because okay. because we we had a choice between games, and we said, oh, we're playing Denver eventually, so let's watch them. Okay. Yeah, so I remember that. Well, I don't remember did what us. happened. I know. <laughs> I was drunk at the time. <laughs> and anyhow, it doesn't matter because uh, Denver is a whole new team now. I know. They've lost a lot of people. They have lost every starter and half their second stringers, I think. Between them and 49ers, they're going for the uh, most injured award this year. And you have to wonder with these teams that have a ton of injuries, like, what's the difference? Is it bad luck? Is it they weren't doing enough conditioning, like their strength and conditioning coaches? Was it, uh, you know, were they not tackling in practice? So yeah, it's the so, first tackling they're getting? Right. You, you never know. know. But this seems to happen. Well, I don't know. We've had two teams who hit really, really hard yeah. in week two. Well, I think the lack of the preseason really did affect people. Uh, teams yeah I do too but there's always a team I mean that's how everything works there's a tail in both ends you know yeah yeah we've been hit with injury bug before yeah quite a few times we've we've had we've had a rough bouts with injuries Mm -hmm. over the past decade and uh, you know I I I chalked it up a lot to the uh the trainers I felt like Mm -hmm. you know there was just way too many injuries consistently every year you know, there was something they were doing wrong. Uh, but uh, we got any fact-checking follow-ups? No. Wait. I did have some on my phone. I forgot to do them. Okay. We're going to take a pause here for a second while we get some notes. And thanks to modern technology, we are back with notes. I did that in like three seconds. <laughs> you were so quick. I'm so quick. Um, Fact-check. The Olympian that the Buccaneers brought in was in 2013. His name was Jeff Demps. He had played. Every time you say that, I go, that's right. That's a that's guy. It. I never would have guessed that. Nope. He played with the Patriots in 2012. And then he was with us 2013 and 2014. And then he went to the Colts in 2014. So apparently we caught him at some point and stayed there until 2015. And then he's been out of the league. So that was his. NFL career. Hmm. 
Yeah, there you go. Running fast doesn't translate to being a good football player. Never does. Although, you know, making it in the NFL is a big deal. Yeah, and, and the Olympics? Come on. Yeah. Right. Come on. Yeah, that thing, that's so much commitment. You know, I mean, you're talking about years and years. It's basically the equivalent of getting a doctorate, but you don't get paid. You know, mm-hmm. it, well, it's like college athletes. It's kind of similar. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. You know, when, I, when I'm it, it, it really is fascinating to me at how dedicated these guys have to be to go through so many years of basically putting your body on the line just for the shot that maybe one day you might possibly. Mm-hmm. And it's a small, small, small chance. Uh, what else we got? Uh, fact check. Shaq Barrett's agent is Drew Rosenhaus. So mm. Molly was right on that one. It's the only reason that made it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any fact checks where you're wrong? <laughs> no. I'm, I need to start doing the fact weird? checks again because, man, you were wrong a lot if I were going. <laughs> uh, the play where this is a follow up where JPP flipped over. Robbie Anderson, or mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson got flipped over. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunsen was the other one in that play. Yeah, he came in, torpedoed his legs, yes. flipped him right up in the air. That was awesome. And then JPP mopped him up. <laughs> I know. Uh, Brett Favre was at the game because he was credentialed media. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had talked about that in one of the daily Yes, videos. but not the podcast. Now, did you hear that the, some of the Buccaneers players are kind of upset because the Saints are allowing family members into the stadium to watch the games? Oh. And the Bucs are like, hey, why can't we do that? Well, Ryan Jensen tweeted about the Brett Favre thing. He like retweeted the video and was like, Brett Favre can come in, but my family can't. Well, you know, the coronavirus is especially adept at not uh, attacking anybody that's got a uh, Hall of Fame jersey right. or jacket. He he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Fact check. Fa- he is. <laughs> that's got That's like a brain fart there. He's got to be. He's yeah. I mean, he's been out of the league since uh, two thousand. I don't really pay attention. And he's he had to be a, a first ballot. Yeah, yeah, he no had, to have been. had to have been. All right, Curious. what else? That's it. That's it. So yeah. we didn't mess up, or I didn't mess up much. You didn't mess up at all. Mm-mm. Strange. See how that works. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, the game Sunday. Another very interesting game in the sense that it wasn't interesting. It's very strange. I feel like this happens on our wins. Yeah, well, it does. Like the wins are kind of boring when mm. you do the film analysis. Yes, it does happen a lot because you're like, uh, it's it's not that you're not looking for why did we lose? What mm-hmm. was the reason and all that good stuff. Or like ways to improve. Right. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there, but compared to the New Orleans game, which I showed you my notes on the spreadsheet and it was... Every single play almost, which is that's rare. And this one is probably this is about normal. It's about uh, every fourth play, you know, taking notes. So it was a big difference. And plus, I was able to get to this one a lot quicker, too. Thank God. It, it was uh, it was it was very strange in that. Mm, in 
it just wasn't outstanding. There wasn't a whole lot outstanding there. There's a lot of small things, but nothing really big. You know, we know, of course, you know, our receivers dropped a lot of balls. Uh, if, they, if they wouldn't have dropped those balls, Tom Brady would have had a four or 500-yard day, six touchdowns. Uh, other than that, you know, everything just kind of went good. I tell you, our defense is really, really, really playing well. Our secondary, fantastic. Our defensive line is playing good. Linebackers are playing good. Now, I want to see more out of Shaq Barrett. We talked about that. Uh, you know, they've got him. Last year, he started off playing on the right side, going up against the left tackle. And when JPP came back, they switched him. And they they, they switched him quite a bit throughout the season. This year, they're not. JPP's always playing on the right. Uh, Shaq's always playing on the left. That's strange. Then, like we talked about in the last podcast, they're dropping Shaq and JPP back quite a bit. You know, not not JPP as much, but uh, so Shaq is not getting those pass rush uh, opportunities. So last week he had 13 out of, I think, I want to say it was 60 plays he was in. Now, those weren't all passive plays. You know, so 13 out of probably 30 passing plays, so almost half. He was dropping back into coverage. Now, he would drop back into coverage in this game quite a bit too, but not near as much. I didn't care to take uh, precise notes on how many. I could sit here and count them up, but I'd say probably five times. And uh, JPP, you know, probably about the same. Uh, We actually dropped back Vita once. (laughs) Why did they do that? (laughs) I know. I know. It's so funny because the guy can't jump. Every time you see him jump, you know, he'll jump up and try and bat a ball down well, he goes honestly six inches is about the highest i've ever seen i mean him he's jump. 300 pounds yeah big boy i mean he can run can't jump so we've got that and speaking of vita i've got notes on just about everybody on the defensive line have have got good marks you know where i, I take notes and i write down in a play when they do good I've got 45, got 93. He did the best uh, of the night. Uh, He's got quite a few good plays. 35, uh, 90, 54, uh, 58, 92, 24, 28, 28 again, 93, so forth and so on. You notice whose number I didn't call out there? Lita. Right. That's been two games in a row where he hasn't really done anything. And he's not playing bad. He's just not playing Vita. Super Vea. And uh, he, he needs to step it up. He needs to step it up. And I like to see Shaq Barrett step it up too. Although, again, he's not playing bad. I mean, he's got, they're not getting beat. They're not getting thrown around the field. You know, they're just, they're not making any spectacular plays like we're Wait, used to. Do you to. think it's just that everyone else is making spectacular plays? There's no plays left for <laughs> poor Vita and Shaq. Did you ever think about that? It could be. It could be. I think the rest of the defense needs to share. That's the problem. I think it's more of last week against week one against the Saints. There was so much holding that nobody could do anything. And then also Drew Brees gets the ball out so quick most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was probably in week one, there was maybe three, four, there was a handful of passes where he held the ball longer than three seconds. That's it. Yeah. Not many. 
And when he did, we got to it. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with uh, Bridgewater. He didn't hold the ball long at all either. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was getting rid of it quick. So, you know, that's hurting Shaq and Vita, you know, as far as they're pressuring the quarterback. But also, you know, Shaq's on the other side and he's playing that role constantly. And he said that it was a mutual agreement between him and JPP. JPP likes the right side. Jack doesn't really care, so he was like, I'll take left. He thinks he could do better over on the left. And uh defensive coordinator was cool with it. So But I'll tell you what, our defense, you know, we said this last year when we hired him that we were gonna see some crazy stuff on defense, you know, just crazy formations and all that. And we did last year. This year, man, they are Bumping it up a crazy notch. Oh, really? Crazy. And they're playing so well. Yeah. They so are. that's oh, awesome. They are so coordinated and their communication is spot on. You know, it's like I love watching the linebackers. You know, linebackers move in sync. Mm-hmm. You know, I always watch for that. And we do it so pretty. It's it's really neat. But you could you can see them communicating with each other and then everybody just get right in sync. And but we're doing some crazy, crazy stuff on defense yeah we're, we're rarely blitzing rarely but it feels and looks like we are you know because a lot of times like i said we'll drop guys back from the line and you know rush in uh the linebackers or cornerbacks or a safety you know and it's just we're throwing so many looks so many but i'll tell you this we are a hundred times better on in man coverage than we are in zone not to say we're not we're bad at zone but a lot of the plays we give up are in zone coverage. Of course, that has a lot to do with the, la- the end of the game when we were just letting them march down the field slowly. But uh, we are a much better man coverage team than we are zone. It's interesting what you said about the communication because Sean Murphy Bunting was mic'd up this past week. And you could just tell, like, he's super vocal. He is kind of like Devin White is. Uh, as far as like with the other teammates and especially him and Antoine Winfield um, were spent a lot of time together on the film. Like he was always talking to Antoine and Antoine kind of, I mean, it might've been just because he wasn't mic'd up, but he was a little more like serious and subdued. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't quite as vocal, but Sean Murphy Bunty was really vocal and it surprised me how much he seemed like a leader on the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And, but they were, they were just all, you know, yucking it up together and talking and they were all very vocal. Well, you know, I mean, we've watched throughout the years where, you know, a play, a broken play on the defense or whatever, and you'll see after the play, uh, guys kind of get together and, you know, are like, what what happened? And other, you know, they're like, I don't know. You know, you, you, we've seen that throughout the years. I haven't seen that at all this year. At all. Really? None of not the a, finger pointing and no, the yelling at each other? <laughs> nope. Not a single one where they, they don't, where, you know, where they're confused at all. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. And it's an extremely, extremely complex defense. Well, and think about what this do- does for the offense, too, because last year the defense really didn't gel until maybe like two thirds of the way through the season, maybe halfway. Mm-hmm. And the offense was doing great at times and then sometimes not so great. But the thing with Jameis is that like he puts a lot of pressure on himself, too you know, carry the team sometimes. And I kind of felt that way, especially when the defense wasn't gelled yet and wasn't kind of performing. Like, Jameis kind of took that on himself. And now here we have, 
uh, Tom on the offense instead, and the defense is gelling. So it just it takes off that pressure, I think, from the quarterback as much, and then you've got a quarterback who's a little more composed and capable of taking the pressure. Yes, yes, I'll get to that in a second about okay. Brady's performance. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. It, so it, it's helping it's helping it offense a lot. Year. Yeah. yeah, what a difference it makes, yeah. especially on an offense that's still kind of jelly, for lack yes. of a better word. Yes, uh, we are gelling very well on defense. I can tell you that. Uh, there was a I'll go through a couple plays here real quick. A two twenty eight in the first quarter. Devin White actually tipped the ball, causing it to go errant. Teddy Bridgewater threw it. It was incomplete uh, that was something i saw on game film but it wasn't in the broadcast uh, on special teams jack sitchy got his face mask held i put this in the oh so I he still is on the team yeah. <laughs> we were asking that the other day i didn't yeah. remember him getting cut but i hadn't seen him yeah. i think he's like 46 48. Right? 48 48 okay yeah he was playing special teams and he pushes jermaine carter number 56 from carolina panthers just kind of pushes him in the chest you know, maybe got a little bit of his neck or anything. And it was it was almost kind of like an offhanded push. You know, he was getting ready to run down the field, so he just pushes the guy. This guy took great offense to it, apparently. Because he reaches out and grabs Sitchi's face mask and just yanks his head. And then follows him all the way down the field, just hitting him and pushing him. And, what? Like harassing him. Yeah. The guy calls like, a fair what an fair overreaction. Catch. No, it was. I don't know. Maybe they don't like each other. He's got mental know. problems. He was having but a bad day. It was a uh, fair catch. And, you know, how everybody just kind of jogs down the field and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Sitchi's kind of jogging down the field. And this guy's like pushing him. and all <laughs> It's like, what are you doing, dude? Calm down, man. <laughs> he takes his job on special teams very seriously. He was serious about that. <laughs> uh, Sue had a lot of good plays. Sue played very well. Uh, and... Uh, Dean had Dean did pretty good, and Dean's been disappointing to me. He's made more mistakes this year than he's had uh, good plays, but I think he's going to get up to steam. I, I, I definitely think Bruce Arians knows more than me about football because I would have said to put Dean in instead of Carlton Davis, but Davis has been lighting it up. So. I know. Yeah. Um, well, D- Davis did have a, a pass interference on third down that really caught yeah. Was was this the game where Davis had his finger popped out and popped back in? I don't know. And then he got the interception? This is so bad. It's only been two weeks, and I'm like, I can't remember confused. which game it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he had the interception in the uh, the fourth quarter. 10, yeah, 15. and he had hurt his finger before that, and the training staff popped it back in. Yeah, he's a, he's a tough one. These guys are not playing around. Our defense is monstrous. But like I said, I want to see more out of Vea and more out of Barrett. Not that they're playing bad, not by any means. But And I'm not even see Barrett doing a lot of moves. I've, I've seen him do one spin move and, uh, you know, a couple swims and stuff like that. But none of his, really nothing out of his toolkit. You know, maybe he's one of these people that needs the fans and the crowd noise. Could be. You know? Could be. I mean, it could be any number of things. Yeah. You know, we've we've talked about this, but you know, it could be his, you know, not getting a contract extension, not getting any recognition from the team or from the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having to play on that side of the ball all the time. Uh, no fans. 
You know, it could be all kinds of stuff. Or, you know, maybe he's just saving it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be saving it up for Denver. He's going to light them up. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go to the offense. Offense, where the action was at. I mean, the defense did very well, but the offense was where I saw a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Yes. Now, I'm going to say this. Last week against the Saints, we didn't play that physical. You know, we were, I, it, to me, it looked like we were kind of playing not to get hurt. And I, I chalked it up to there weren't fans in the stands. You know, it was just like, you know, guys didn't have that extra oomph or whatever. Well, I'll be damned if they didn't have it this week. <laughs> I swear to God, our all offensive line was just throwing guys around like crazy. It was really? awesome. Yeah, they we manhandled those guys. Except number 53, Brian Burns. Mm. That guy's good. Really? Yes. Yeah, he was their first round pick last year. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He he beat Wirfs and he beat Donovan Smith four times. Maybe five. But I he just he put a whooping on Donovan Smith. Really? Donovan, yeah, and it, it, it yeah, it was bad. Oh no. Donovan Smith is somebody's gotta talk to him. And we can't put Josh So was Logan. it worse? This game than the yeah. first game? Oh yes. no. Yes, Ugh. a lot worse. Uh thank God for us that Tom Brady is able to get the ball out because there was so a few plays where I'm just like, man, if that would have been Jameis Winston, he'd be man. dead right now. Because Burns Burns beat Donovan Smith on three spin moves. Three different times. And they were all clean as a whistle. I mean, just spin right around him and straight for the quarterback. So it's like the quarterback had less than two seconds to get rid of the ball. You know, and you're like, and thank God Tom Brady was able to feel it coming or whatever and get rid of it. And here it was. You vouch for him in the offseason. Donovan. Well, there was one play, and I put this in the things I found interesting video. With the fumble. Remember the handoff with Tom Brady and Rojo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... It was Dominic Smith's guy that recovered it. Well, it, it might not, he might not have covered it. I'm not real sure, but uh, he fell on it anyhow. He was, you know, him and Donovan were locked up, and the guy sees Rojo coming, so he kind of pushes Donovan away, and then he sees the ball falling out. Now, I pause the video, and you can see Donovan and this guy are both looking at the ball. They're both standing right beside each other. They're both looking at the ball. That guy dives down, lands on top of the ball. Tom Brady dives down there. Ronald Jones dives down there. Tristan Wirfs from the other side of the line dove into the pile. (laughs) Donovan Smith stood there and didn't move. The whole play. Didn't move. He had his arms by his side and just stood there like a statue. A foot away from the pile. Come on, bro. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to last. But we can't put Josh Wells in there. Josh Wells was in for one play, and he got whooped. <laughs> well, actually, he didn't really get whooped. He, just, I think he was confused as to what the play was. Same thing that happened last year. He just seemed confused about a lot. And he let uh, Brian Burns go right past him and get attacked for a loss. But Brian Jensen was just throwing people around. Um, Alex Kappa was throwing people around. Ali Marpet was throwing people around. And uh, 
We got a fly flying around in here and it's driving me crazy. I can't stand flies. <laughs> That's why I love spiders because they eat flies. Keep pet spiders just to watch them eat flies. So Ali Marpet even got involved in the toughness. And I've never seen him do this before. It was, uh, I want to say it was 33. Uh, I can't remember who it was. He just grabbed him like right by the throat and slammed him. Took him off his feet. I've never seen that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Our our offensive line was angry about something. Well, between that and then the late hit that he took exception to and got in somebody's face. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the worst was uh, being pretty nasty, but Jensen by far was. The most, I as love him usual. so much. <laughs> well, in, that, in the Saints video that you did, he like hip through. Is that what it's called? A hip throw? Hip toss. Yeah. Hip toss. Like two different people. Yeah. Just laid right on top of them. I love it. Yeah, he's he's a nasty one, man. I I love. I like it when the big boys get chippy. There is nothing I like. I more. do too, and especially from your offensive line, like you need mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, you saw it helped our running game. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but Donovan Smith, you have got to step it up, buddy. You know, we would never call for anybody to get cut because you're a Buccaneer here. We are we, fans of I the would Buccaneers. say we were the hardest on a player that we've ever been with Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and deservedly so, I think so. He's just. And he had a he fantastic year last year. But, I mean, the best he's ever played. Right. But <laughs> here's the thing. All of these instances where Burns beat him or he got beat by somebody didn't really affect the play because, like I said, Tom Brady would just get the ball out. Yeah. You know? And if it was had been Jameis Winston, you know, he'd try to scramble and it'd be a fumble or whatever, and you're just like, wow, Tom Brady has made it. He has nullified Donovan Smith sucking <laughs> uh, Well, so. there's that. Yeah, Silver yeah. lining. Definitely. So, our offensive line played really good. I enjoyed watching them. Our receivers, not so much. Really? They, they were dropping balls all over the yeah, place. Okay. Now, the one, Mike Evans was going across the middle, and Brady threw it, and it kind of went off Mike's hand. He reached out for it. It looked like it was a bad pass. Uh, Brady's arm got hit by 53, Brian Burns. He he pushed uh, 78 Tristan Wirfs right back into Brady and then reached out and hit Brady's hand as he was throwing it, which we did that too. 45, Devin White comes rushing in and slams into Bridgewater, hits Bridgewater as he's throwing. Bridgewater still had his arm to his side, and somehow this is it was a very impressive pass by Bridgewater. He he got that ball off and threw it a good 20 yards to Christian McCaffrey. Really. With his wrist. <laughs> it was a it was a flick of the wrist. Now it was an ugly, ugly pass. I mean it was like end a over end. Yeah. It floated for a while. Was that the pass where the announcers were like, That's some kind of bird? You call that a duck? It might have been. Yeah. It might have been. But uh, yeah, it was so sad because Devin White had him dead to rights. And Dang I mean it. had him and all you know, was wrapping him up and had his shoulder into him and uh Bridgewater just <laughs> Just does like this. He just you know flips his wrist. I, I <laughs> How does it go the, twenty yards? I paused. I know. I was very impressive. I paused the video and I kept rewinding and fast forwarding it like this, and just showing it. I was like, "Look at this! That's all he's doing to get the ball out. He's just flipping his wrist." 
flicking his wrist, flipping his wrist. That's impressive. It was impressive. Very impressive. Bridgewater played a pretty good game. But our defense is going to make it tough for anybody. They're going to feast week three. Yeah. There was not that much holding in this game. Nothing like there was during the Saints. And we actually had a holding penalty called on us, which pissed me off. I'm like, really? After all that with the Saints, you call a dang thing. You're now going to call one against us. But we did have, if you recall, uh, and I'm gonna I'm putting this in my penalty video for the Saints, which should be coming out tomorrow. We had two false starts in that or uh, defensive encroachments. What's it called? Defensive offsides. Nah, it's defensive encroachment. Yeah, we'll say encroachment. We had two of those. One was Vita Vey, and the other one was Dom Kong Sue. Both of those Brady was or Breeze was in the shotgun position. Bridgewater. No, this was week one. Oh, okay. Breeze was in the shotgun position, and he flinches. Yeah. No, wait a minute. The first one, he was under center. That's right. He had his head turned, and he turned it back and dropped his butt. And it caused three of our guys to jump, and Faya got called for it. In that same game, Breeze is in the shotgun position. He's got his hands out in front of him, and he just jabs his hands out a little bit. You know, like he's anticipating a snap, and it caused Sue to come off sides. And then there was another time during the game where he did the exact same thing. And I want to say it was a goal. No, it was Barrett jumped off sides, but he was able to get back. So at least I think he he was able to get back. Can't remember. My point being, three times in week one, the quarterback did a false start, and we got called for. Neutral zone infraction. That's what it's called. It happened twice in this game. Same damn thing. Teddy Bridgewater's in shotgun formation, and he bobs his head and does his hand, Ugh, and it caused. Uh, this is so annoying. Oh my gosh! I, why are the refs not calling this? It is. That's what's annoying about it. It's illegal. It's right there in the books. Yeah. And he did it twice. So I put that in the video for the uh, things I found interesting. So that's been five times in two weeks we've got neutral zone infractions for the quarterbacks false starting. Refs, get on that mess. But the refs didn't do a bad job this game. Definitely nothing like Boger and his <laughs> blind crew. Oh, I forgot. One of the commenters on YouTube, and I forget who it was, said that um, – Jerome Boger and Brady have a history. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I wanted to look it up. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll pull up the comment and we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Works for me. So whoever you are, commenter, keep your... Uh, we'll give you some cred out. next yeah. time. We'll give you some, <laughs> some cred. Proper credit. As the cool kids say. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, the, the the league really needs to start doing something about that, or at least our refs. You know, I don't know how widespread it is across the league, but these quarterbacks are getting away with um, flinching, you know, acting like they're anticipating the snap. They're not supposed to move at all, you know. I mean, they, they can't move it. They can't do any sudden movement. That's the that's the rule. They can't do any sudden sudden movement that simulates a snap and they're all doing it you know so 
There we go. All right. Uh, O.J. Howard had a drop ball right in his hands. Uh, you know, of course, we all know uh, Shady McCoy had that drop ball in the end zone. Scotty Miller had a drop ball for a touchdown. Uh, 15. God, man, that was a beautiful pass. He was wide open. Cyril Grayson. Cyril Grayson. Right off your helmet. Yeah. Off right your in the face. Head. He had his hands up, too. How the hell does that happen? It went right through He was his head like half it. a second too fast. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I mean, he was – we totally tricked their defense. He was wide open on the sideline. It would have been a touchdown. Hit him right in the helmet. I can recall, I think it was week one, uh, the offense was on the field, the Bucks offense, and Tom Brady, it was on the broadcast, and I think it was Justin Watson was getting ready to come into motion, and Tom's like, stop, wait. Like, right in the middle of the play. It was just such a weird thing yeah. that I noticed during the broadcast. And I was like, it's definitely like a rhythm or a timing thing for Tom. Huh, Which yeah. the receivers say that. Like, the, mm. he wants to get a feel for where you're going to be and when. So, I think he's just got this, like, internal clock. Yes. Yes. And um, the... <laughs> Well, here's a funny story with Grayson. Grayson is doing a great job blocking this guy. I think it was 94 from Carolina Panthers. It was a run to the outside. Uh, Leonard Fournette ends up picking up five yards anyhow. Well, Donovan Smith runs out like he's going to be a lead blocker out there and runs right into Grayson. Knocks him down right off God his man. sake. <laughs> I know. And then Donovan Smith fell down. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, he was a mess. He was just a mess. He had, he had one good play at the beginning of the game where he threw a guy, but it was because Marpet came over and helped him. So, yeah, Donovan's really – I don't know what's going on there, but – Get it together, buddy. Yeah, He's got a newborn out of home. That's rough. Yeah, and we talked about that during the off season. It was going to be rough Well, with Jameis. I mean, we said the same thing with Jameis. Yeah. Like when you – yeah, when you got that newborn, man, you don't get sleep. Well, it's just the sleep, you know. Your time and is I, not yours you, anymore. Yeah, and you just never know, you know. I mean, that whole first year. I don't think we slept through the night till about four years. I still don't sleep through the night. Well, you never did. So, <laughs> talking about me, I'm the consistent. Oh sleeper, yeah, you got to so. get your twelve hours yeah. a night. So I didn't start getting eight hours again until age four, probably. Uh, going back to the defense real quick, I, I see here in my notes in the third quarter, 44 seconds, uh, Christian McCaffrey runs to the right end for five yards. Both Vita Vea and Barrett missed tackles on him, and it would have been a good four or five-yard tackle for a loss. They both Dang missed it. him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, come on, Vea, Barrett. Did, they just sl- did he just slip through, or they didn't even yeah. – they overshot or something? Uh, no, he slipped through. Yeah, he's, he's hard to – He's hard to get, but uh, Vea did a great job beating his blocker with a nice swim move and was immediately in the backfield and went and ended up basically belly flopping on the ground because the catcher <laughs> jumped right out of his grasp. And then Barrett was right there, and Barrett chased him down and went to foot swipe him, and he missed him. So, uh, Golston played good well. Everybody, on the, except Nacho. Nacho really hasn't done much. What? This yeah. is so great. He was the training camp warrior. I know, right? 
I think he got a penalty last <laughs> week. <laughs> week one. Yeah, but it, he he just really hasn't done that. I mean, he hasn't gotten a lot of snaps either. Yeah, I don't recall seeing him. He's probably him. gotten 30 snaps in the past two games. But when you figure the interior defense, I mean, like, he comes in for Vita, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Goldston, he comes in for Vita, right? Or no, he's on the end. No, Golston's yeah. He's, I can I still haven't figured out the positions now that we switched to a three four. Like yeah. I can't tell the difference between yeah. the. He, he would be a defensive okay. tackle, Golston. Okay. So he's okay. out there all the time. Him, Sue, and Vea. Well, Basically, like with Nacho. Um, well, when you think about Vita, like his performance this season, and then Nacho is coming in for him. So Nacho hasn't really done much better. No. So that position just sounds like it hasn't fared well. Right, yeah. Uh, a lot of double teams and stuff, of course, but, mm-hmm. you know, Vea's always played against double teams and always played well. He's just not getting that off. And it, a lot of it, I think, is because teams are just getting the ball out as fast as they can against us. You know, you have to. You have to. You have to. You cannot sit back there. And, and there they're, there's they're, too many menacing faces on that line. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're doing a lot of – Pick your poison. Yeah, you, you're seeing Barrett's getting double teamed a lot. Uh, you know, they're, but we're, we, we moved around so much, you know, you, you see them set up to like double team Barrett and then he'll drop back into coverage. And those guys will be standing there going, Oh, what do we do? <laughs> it happens all the time. And it's, it's interesting. Our, tricky? our defense is really hard to figure out. I can't ever look at it and tell you what they're going to do ever. Yeah. Ever. And sometimes we'll play with five big guys up front. You know, we'll have Nacho, Vita, Golson, Sue, and uh, who else? I'm missing somebody there. Not sure if you didn't go. Anyhow, we'll have the big five beef guys up front, you know, and then we'll have like uh, two. We'll have David and and uh, White mixed up in there too. So you got just this big massive amount of meat <laughs> on the front line. You know, like, uh, and they don't do that very often. They've only done it like two or three times. But I, I'm just like, ooh. They better not try to run it. And they always try to run it. And you're like, why would you try to run what against that? What are you that? doing? You can't run against yeah. that. Yeah. That's another thing. Our run game, our run stuffing hasn't been as good. And I think a lot of that has to do with Vita. You know, he's just not getting getting his uh, his strength going there or whatever. Well, I just think that our passing, pass defense is so much better than it was last year. So, you know, I mean, they're going to get yards somehow. Mm-hmm. You can't completely... Cut it off. Yeah. So I think with us not allowing as many pass yards, you know, it kind of comes out on the other side in the run game. Yes. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Leonard Fournette. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. He needs that starting job. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones, you tried, buddy. But <laughs> Fournette can just, you know, some people call it vision, but it's it's really just, being able to read your cues and Fournette is a master at it. He really is elite level at seeing where he is supposed to go. And he follows his blockers. You know, me and you used to complain about that all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, these running backs will, you know, you'll have a, a tight end come over and, you know, go through a hole or a fullback or whatever. And the, the running back decides, Oh, I'm going to go over here. You know, it's like, you know, follow your blockers. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. That's, That's what they're there the for. Players design that away. Mm-hmm. You know, Fournette does that fantastically, and he reads where he's supposed to go, and he executes it. You know, and uh, <laughs> Ronald Jones just does it. You know, I mean, whole. You know, they had the same holes. 
they had the same guys they were playing against. They had the same offensive line, but Fournette can pop off, you know, 40-yard touchdowns, you know, 30-yard runs. You know, he was averaging five yards a run before he got that touchdown. You know, so he just – he's more – I don't know. He just – he has better vision. We'll call it that. Um, yeah, I predict week – when's our bye? I think we have a late bye, like yeah, 13 or something. Uh, I predict by like week eight. Really? You're going to give it that starting. long? Wow. I mean, I it could be sooner, this week but. Or next week. <laughs> if he goes to Denver and does the same thing, then he'll be the starter. Because he can catch the ball, too. He had a great catch in this game. Uh, that got us in. I mean, he almost got a touchdown. I think he fell right at the one yard line, or was tackled right at the one yard line. But he. Uh, it was a tough catch, and you know he was covered by a defender, and he made the catch, and they had got some yards after the catch. So, sorry, Jones, I think you're going to be relegated to second stringer. And I don't dislike Rojo. I just, no. you know, he's just young and hasn't quite developed. I mean, for them to hold that roster spot when we've got other viable options. It's an it's one thing when, you know, the backup is Peyton Barber and Dare. Yeah. You know, right. where you're like, yeah, they're all kind of on the same level. Just mm-hmm. give it a rojo. We don't depend on the run game anyway. Yes. Yeah, and then what you saw on that touchdown pass, when he got to that second level, he had a little bit of speed on him before mm-hmm. that did. I mean, he outran the safeties. You know, they were right there, and he outran them. Which got quite a brezzo. So I, I mean, I'm not rooting for Rojo to fail, but I no, wouldn't mind. I think he'll be a good change of, not really change of pace, but he'll be a good uh, upgrade. The second it's stringer. It's an upgrade. Fournette is just definitely a, a better running back, and it was going to be better for our team. You know, it'll be nice to have Rojo fill in the gaps. Yeah, before that, he's a three-down back. I mean, he he could be out there, you know, sixty snaps a game. Yeah, he's a he's a workhorse. I mean, he was um, Jacksonville's whole offense, right? Mm, Pretty much. But uh, BA doesn't have workhorse running backs, you know. So we'll see. Doesn't believe in fullbacks. (laughs) Does not believe in fullbacks. (laughs) Doesn't believe in workhorse. We're using tight ends in the passing game. Oh God! (laughs) He had that. Press conference, and he people said, are bringing it up this week. Yeah, everybody's like, "Yo, well, you're paying Gronkowski yeah. nine million dollars, and all he's doing is blocking." Not me, just Gronk, but I mean Cameron Bray, we're paying him too. Yeah, and, and OJ, you've got nothing. I know. And he, he's rarely on the field. Uh, uh, it's mainly OJ and Gronk. Yeah, and but Gronk, I'll tell you this: it, it's worth paying nine million for Gronk's blocking ability. I haven't seen no it. one else can block. Nobody else can block. <laughs> nobody. Matter of fact, I did that in the uh, uh, things I found interesting. As I pointed out, they they were both blocking side by side, Gronk and OJ, and I just did a comparison as to the different blocking ability there. Uh, Gronk is definitely the better blocker. Would you say Brait is worse than OJ at blocking? Yeah. No. That's what I think too. I don't yeah. know. People on oh, yeah. Twitter were saying Brates are worst blocker, and I'm like, no, not a chance. 
No. OJ looks like he resents being asked right. to block. You kind of get that feeling. He doesn't really put the oomph into it. He's it's kind of like Vernon Hargraves on special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's like, you can you can tell that he's pissed about being out there. Right. For that reason. That's how I feel about OJ and blocking. That's, that's a good way to point it. Put it. Yeah, because he's just basically a big body. Just gets in your way. Yeah. And if you go around him, he's like, eh. I don't care. Yeah. And he's not, he's I'm definitely trying. not going to struggle with you. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, I ain't going to hurt myself. I got balls to catch. <laughs> uh, so Gronk, Gronk has really improved our blocking, and that's helping in our run game too. In our pass protection, I, I did notice that we were not doing a whole lot to Donovan's side. You know, we hmm. we uh, we seem to be moving over to the left a little bit, or to the right. That's crazy. What, how Fournette are th- was to the left, but it wasn't Donovan's. I think it was between Marpet and Jensen when he mm. got that touchdown. How are the running backs doing in pass protection? I, I haven't noticed. That's one of the things is that Brady's getting the ball out so quick that they're not having to pass protect. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, cool. they're good because they're not good at it. Uh, LaShawn McCoy got beat. Okay. Uh, I think that was last week or was Okay, and he really has no excuse because he's been in the league long enough. He should be able to pass protect. Well, the guy coming in was about twice as big as he was, okay. and he he held his own for a long for you know he got in the guy's way and <laughs> held him up a little bit, <laughs> uh, but he did get beat. And it was for a sack. It had to have been last week. But other than that, I really haven't noticed their pass blocking, which is a good thing. You know, it just doesn't seem like they're getting the opportunity to, to block that much. Okay. Well, that's good. Yes. Yeah, it looks good. I tell you what, man, our offense is looking, it's gelling. It's it's looking like it's coming together. Our defense, no questions about that. No questions about our defense. They are, they are on time and on the money. They ain't making mistakes back there. Uh, Jamal Dean made a few mistakes, but overall, they're just really, really – Top notch, man. Playing good football back there. Yeah. Good tackling, too. I like that Winfield. Yeah, me too. Don't forget to vote for him for Pepsi Rookie of the Week. It's on NFL.com. That's right. Uh, remember last week when Mike Evans went out for that touchdown or that pass and Brady threw it, the interception, and everybody was like, whose fault was that? And it yeah. turned out to be Evans's fault. They ran that same play, and that's when Evans got that big yardage. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't exactly the same play, but that was the same route between those two. Oh. And uh, you could tell they were just very proud. They were like, like yes. ah, take that. You know, we did it. <laughs> and uh, it just shows that they're getting better. And I actually wrote it down in, in my notes. I said, hey, that looks like the same play. And then there was an interview with our defensive coordinator. No, uh, Clyde Christensen. Christensen, and he said that they ran the uh, – it was basically the same route on that play. And they did a little bit better on it. All right, so defense is great. Offensive line is gelling, except Donovan. Uh, running game's coming along, and it looks like our receivers are getting in sync with Tom Brady. So I think the league needs to watch out. That's all I got to say. And it needs to start with the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. We're going to mile high and we're taking them to the ground. Mile high. Ooh, we're going to drop this, them from a mile high. You know, I kind of feel bad for them. 
uh, I don't know who you are if you just said that. <laughs> no mercy. No mercy. Um, Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. We'll start with the injury report, and then we'll talk about their injury bug and um, how they've fared this season and how I think we're going to do. So the injury report for Thursday, Chris on the Bucks side, Chris Godwin with the concussion. He's been a full participant all week. Scotty Miller has a hip slash groin injury. He was limited Wednesday and again on Thursday. JPP has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday. He did not practice Thursday, but typically he's had Thursdays off. So I don't think it's injury related, although he is on the injury report. Donovan Smith has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. And then Justin Watson has a shoulder injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. On the Broncos' end, their injury report is quite extensive. Tackle Garrett Bowles has an elbow injury. He was a full participant Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, tight end Jake Butt has a hand injury. <laughs> Don't um, say Jake, just say tight end Butt. <laughs> Butte. So unfortunate. Uh, has a hand you know, injury. He gets, he gets ribbed all day long in the locker I room. Know. Like that. Why would you not change it? And play tight end. I mean, if anything, play safety. Something. Something. Tight end butt. <laughs> yeah, butt. Yeah, tight end. <laughs> Give us some of that booty booty. <laughs> uh, he was a full participant in practice all week. Defensive end Jarrell Casey has an elbow injury. He was limited Wednesday and a full participant on Thursday. Wide receiver Tyree Cleveland had a hip injury. He was a full participant Wednesday and Thursday. Cornerback Devontae Harris had a hamstring injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Defensive end Shelby Harris had a neck injury. He's been limited both days. Wide receiver Jerry Judy has a rib injury. He's been limited all week. Running back Philip Lindsay had a foot injury. He has not practiced all week. Quarterback Drew Locke has a right shoulder injury. He did not practice all week. He is reportedly out three to five weeks. So we will talk about who we're going to face in a moment. Safety Trey Marshall has a hip slash wrist injury. And he's been limited all week. Tight end Albert. Oakwig Boonham. There you go. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> uh, had a hip injury and he was a full participant Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, outside linebacker Bradley Chubb did not practice Thursday. That is not injury related. So, in addition to all those injuries, they have lost, let's see, eight players already to injury Good reserve. Lord. At starters? No, not all of them. They only lost two or three starters. This fly is driving me crazy. I know. That's what, with the kids. Like, they're in and out. 
And you're mm-hmm. like, shut the door. Shut I turned it to my mother. You living in a barn? Are you raising a barn? <laughs> we can't automatically look at the quarterback. I will tell you up front. Uh, the okay, so they have game, lost but when you come uh, out a linebacker, Justin Strachan. There's like way the so many consonants in that thing. He was a rookie, their fifth round pick. He had a wrist injury that required surgery has never taken a snap. Defensive end, Draymond Jones, they lost him. Wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, uh, which this just happened last week. He was, of course, their number one. He's gone. Hmm. Are you writing notes for fantasy? (laughs) (laughs) I see you. Uh (laughs) Uh What's that note, Uh. He's got two. So wide receiver Jerry Judy, who was on the injury report, and KJ Hamler are starting. They're both rookies. Those are two receivers. So that should be fun for our defensive backs. Yeah. They lost tight end Austin Fort, linebacker Mark Barron. Hey, former Buccaneer. We will not see him. He's on injured reserve. What happened to him? I don't know. Uh, of course, Von Miller they lost. Defensive end, Demarcus Walker. And then cornerback, A.J. Bowie. So Von Miller and A.J. were starters and Cortland Sutton. Were, that's Those are the three starters that they lost. Just hmm. very unfortunate. And then, of course, Drew Locke got hurt uh, against Pittsburgh last week. And... Then, um, who started? What's his name? Driscoll. Jeff Jeff Driscoll. Gosh, I lost it in my notes. Anyway, Driscoll came in and got nearly murdered. They sacked him six times. Holy cow. Pittsburgh did. What? Six times. That means we could sack him ten. I know. Like, no wonder Drew Locke got hurt. What the? And apparently Scott Smith is saying that the rook, their, their center is a rookie and he struggled against Pittsburgh. So uh, Vita might have a good day, I hope. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe. Yeah. So Driscoll ended up going against <laughs> Pittsburgh 18 of 34. He had 256 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. The six sacks for 53 yards. That That's just outrageous. Six sacks. For 53 Oof. yards? 53 yards. Good Oof. Lord. Um, that's all one game? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> How much did their offense have in yardage? Do you know? Oh, well, they ran for about 100 yards. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Driscoll had a quarterback rating of 54.8 and a passer rating of 84.9. Melvin Gordon is their running back. He was their leading rusher for 70 yards. They had just over 100 yards rushing total. So I forgot he went there. I did too. Yeah, we got his payday there. Their leading receiver was Cortland Sutton, who of course got injured, but he had... 66 yards, although 45 yards came on one pass. So not that spectacular. Um, 
Their tight end was actually their third leading receiver, Noah Fant. So we might mm-hmm. see a little bit from him. Uh, he had 57 yards and a touchdown. Their defense only had one sack against Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben did pretty well. He went 29 of 41 for 311 yards. Two touchdowns and an interception and just that one sack. He had one receiver, had an 84-yard reception. So it sounds like to me they probably can't tackle or cover. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds to me like they're in for a whooping Sunday. Yeah. Um, Driscoll is on his third team in three years. He came in the league in 2018. He came to Cincinnati. Then last year he was with Detroit, and now he is with Denver. He started eight games in his career. He's thrown for 1,944 yards, 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So it's not too bad. Positive. Me. Of course, we have Shaq Barrett going home, but then we will also see DeMar Dotson, who is Denver's starting right tackle. No. Shaq Barrett's going to be going against DeMar Dotson. He is. Oh. That's going to be a good matchup there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, Ralph, given all that information, what is your prediction? Buccaneers 140. (laughs) Denver... Two. Okay, let me tell you. So they played Tennessee week one. They lost 16 to 14. So it was a pretty close one. Yeah. Of course, that was with Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Cortland Sutton. At Pittsburgh, they lost 21 to 26. So two, two close games. One with half their team knocked out of commission. Yes. Uh, which do we, do we know which one was played at home? Denver? Uh, um, no. Um, Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. Okay. Pitts, uh, yeah, they played at Pittsburgh. Denver's a hard place to play. Yeah. Thin air. Um, I'm going to go with Buccaneers, of course. And I'm just trying to figure out how big of a margin I want to make this. I know. You know, I kind of overshot on my initial. I already have mine. Do you want to hear mine? No. Okay. Uh <laughs> I'm going to go 31-17. Okay. Buccaneers. That that was our score last week. <laughs> Ralph, you're really thinking outside the box here. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what we beat the... Oh, no, it was... What's that? Yeah, it was 31-17. I'm always a week behind. <laughs> How about that? Um, my well, prediction... Last week, I said that the Bucks were going to win 45-10. to 10. Yeah. So I wasn't that off. <laughs> um, I wanted to do like a big, I actually revised my score prediction. My initial one was 38 to 19. So I bumped it down to 34, 19. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just think between all the injuries and uh, our team just being really good. Yeah. And to, to have, uh, we're going to, Inexperienced quarterbacks are going to have a very difficult time with this defense. Yeah. So far, we played two experienced quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Very experienced. You know, some of these quarterbacks coming up are just going to have a very difficult time. Well, and when you have so much change on your roster, 
it's just hard. Yes, well, there's it's that really too. hard. But then again, on our side, you know, we're going to be playing at Mile High Stadium. Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult. So, and they're going to have fans. But don't there the too. balls fly through the air easier? Farther, yeah. Mm-hmm. The kicks go further. Huh. Yep. But you get winded quick. Yeah. Hopefully, they got these guys playing in uh, those oxygen masks that remove your oxygen. What? Or, yeah, yeah. You you run with them so that it what? makes it harder to breathe. So you like get obstruct used to you. it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, you don't even realize it's happening when I when I lived in uh, Colorado. It was it was an experience. I actually passed out biking one day. I almost got killed. Fell right over in the street. I had no idea. I had no, I didn't feel lightheaded or nothing. I'm just going do 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 do. Next thing I know, I'm laying there and there's a a tire, a van squealing to a stop. It's like, oh my goodness. So anyhow, hope that doesn't happen to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got anything else? That's it. That's it. We've got our predictions in, putting our money down at the casino, and uh, we are going to win this week, no doubt about it. I'm not going to tell y'all what to do with your money because last time I did that, the Titans last year, <laughs> we got whooped and I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I just cost people money. So we have a really good shot at winning against Denver, although I'm pretty sure the spread's way in our favor. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, there we go. Denver, 425 p.m. Sunday. Be there. Think positive. Let's get this going. Bucks are going to win it. If you want to get in touch with us, the best place to do it is YouTube comments or Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. Uh, Molly handles all that social social engineering is what I was getting ready to call it. <laughs> well, what's it called? Social media. Social media. Look, that's how off I am. Man, I get in touch with the. Uh, what the youngins are doing nowadays. All right. I think DMT. Isn't that it? <laughs> DMT. Beat me some spirit beans. <laughs> Show me how to social media. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.